Hello, welcome to today's episode of The Daily. This is Janice. Recently, one of my uncles texted to tell me that he and his wife just visited my mom and they had brought her out for lunch. It was a brief text conversation, but it moved me deeply. I wasn't expecting it, but I felt this surge of gratitude for what they did, for their kind and significant gesture, and I made sure to express that in my reply to this uncle. Ever since my husband and I relocated with the kids to Singapore, we would either fly my mom over or I would travel back to visit as regularly as we could. Now that most of us are landbound due to border restrictions, it's been a long time since our last physical reunion, and I've been concerned that she might feel down or lonely. So I felt so much of God's grace and love in this little incident, which may not even have meant that much to my mom or uncle, at least not consciously, that there rose this surge of gratitude in me. If any of you have loved ones who are far away, you're not able to meet them anytime soon and you're thinking of them, and you hope they are well and healthy, may you encounter God's goodness coming to you and to them in meaningful ways, so that you know He is watching over us all. And in this time when many feel more isolated than ever and many are not able to get home to their families which are you know in another place we pray there will be experiences of god's grace for these ones that points their hearts to jesus that many will come to know him who knows every heart's concerns him who is in full control of our world a recent rereading of Luke 24 reminded me of something I had not thought much about lately. I suppose it's one of those times when God is like, time to re- revisit this passage, Janice. It's a significant account of what happened after Jesus resurrected. When Jesus appeared to his disciples on the road to Emmaus, Luke's records tell us that they then came to this village which was their destination, and Jesus ended up staying for dinner with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him. That's not all. Then Luke goes on to tell us these guys returned to Jerusalem. And in turn, they told the eleven and other disciples about this. And while they were talking, Jesus showed up. Verses 41 to 43. And while they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate before them. And with this bunch of disciples, as they ate on, Jesus again opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Don't you just love how, somehow, as Jesus revealed himself to his disciples and opened up scriptures to them, he did it over bread and fish. Talk about a holy meal. I mean... Wouldn't you like to be a part of that table and share in that meal? I would. I mean, I wish I was there. What an extraordinary experience that would have been, at least for me. But that's where God arrests my attention. It's in the midst of our daily routine activities that God would have us recognize Him, His presence and activity, not in the unusual or the spectacular. But in the routine of just eating, drinking, just something the disciples would do every day by default, Jesus had them recognize him as they were having their meal. We always talk about how food is such a central part of our culture, our lifestyle, and it is. 
And here Jesus is demonstrating to us how true that is and is reaching out to all sorts of people, no matter what their background or station in life. He met people where they are at. And all the same, profound things took place over just bread and boiled fish. In case you think I'm focusing on food though, that's not it. The thought to mull over is really this. God wants us to experience His presence and activity in the midst of the routines of our lives. In the words of Brother Lawrence, a 16th century French monk who penned some deep insights on the practice of the presence of God. We need only to realize that God is close to us and to turn to Him at every moment. Practicing God's presence is truly such an essential preoccupation for us, for our spiritual formation. But maybe the notion seems intimidating, right? As though it's a level of holiness that is unattainable. Maybe you've tried, you desire it, but then it still doesn't seem like you're practicing God's presence, but more like practicing, oh, it's the, the end of the day and I hardly even thought of God today. Or maybe you did for two days straight. It seemed you got the hang of it. And then on the third day, you felt completely hedonistic and awful about how you went about your day. Negativity and condemnation seep in. I can relate. But these words by Frederick Buechner come to mind. And he wrote in his book Beyond Words. That encourages me to pray as it comes naturally for me rather than approaching it as an intimidating task. He says, We all pray whether we think of it as praying or not. The odd silence we fall into when something very beautiful is happening, or the stammer of pain at somebody else's pain, the stammer of joy at somebody else's joy. These are all prayers in their way. According to Jesus, by far the most important thing about praying is to keep at it. In fact, Bigner goes on to say, and here I paraphrase, whatever it is, prayer is at least talking to yourself, which is not always a bad idea. <laughs> at least you'll be listening to yourself. That last bit is amusing, but if you think into it, you know what? I think he's right. Most of us live such busy, hurried lives that if we can even take time to verbalize our inner thoughts and emotions and listen to ourselves, we're better able to grow that habit into examining our hearts with God or turning them into prayerful thoughts or, like mentioned, practice God's presence. I find that when I can pause before I start an activity, like, um, you know, prepping for this podcast, for example, or in the middle of a chore, like rinsing my rice before I stick the pot into the rice cooker, or from start to finish of a routine thing I do, like watering my plants, and I do have a fixed pattern about how I move from plant to plant. Those are brief but centering times of my day when I train my thoughts, my mind to think on God. And as I do that, it's not just my mind, but really my interior, my whole being that learns to turn towards God. There's this emotional and spiritual space which allows Jesus to construct 
what Richard Foster calls an inner sanctuary in the heart. I don't need worship music necessarily or a powerful message going in the background to have bread and fish moments like this from Jesus. There have been times when an insight drops or an unchecked emotion would surface or a sin comes to mind and a desire to repent and learn would be present. When I go for long without doing these pauses, my heart is less attuned to his spirit's movements within and I'm less able to respond in faith and obedience than when I'm consciously, routinely practicing turning my mind and heart to him in those brief moments. How can we, overwhelmed by the pace of life and to-do lists, be attentive to God in our days? You may want to think of one particular routine or task you do every day. For example, driving, making coffee, walking to work or school, doing dishes, putting kids to bed, watering plants, feeding your toddler, riding the train. Think about how you may pause and turn your attention towards God either at the start or in the middle or throughout this one routine. Brother Lawrence described his days in the kitchen amidst his menial duties with pots and pans. The time of business does not differ with me from the time of prayer. And in the noise and clatter of my kitchen, while several pe- persons are at the same time calling for things, I possess God in as great tranquility as if I were on my knees. He wrote, This somewhat difficult in the beginning, secretly accomplishes marvelous effects in the soul, draws abundant graces from the Lord, and when practiced faithfully, imperceptibly leads it to this simple awareness, to this loving view of God present everywhere, which is the holiest, the surest, the easiest, and the most efficacious form of prayer. The truth is God wants to manifest himself right where we live our lives. He wants us to experience his presence and activity whenever and wherever we would acknowledge him, especially in the midst of the routines of our lives. Let's take a few moments to pray right now. Let's thank God for this very moment. Be aware of his presence. Close your eyes and take a few deep breaths to help you center your thoughts on Him. Breathe in and breathe out. As you continue breathing, I would prompt you with questions for your own reflection. What is one everyday task in which you'd like to use to pause to think on God? It could be pausing before you start it or in the middle of it 
or from its start to finish. Now, be still and examine what is your typical state of mind or emotion when you do this routine. How might it be life-giving if every time with this routine you turned your thoughts towards God? What might be an obstacle or hindrance to your tuning into God's presence in this? A distraction, hurriedness, your mobile phone, or need to get somewhere on time? Is it an obstacle that you can remove or manage? Now, about the usual time and way that this task or routine is done, what might you do or change to better pause and be attuned to God's presence? What might help or remind you to make this slight change in this routine? Spend time now to pray about this. Thank God for this routine in your life through which you can practice His presence daily and then commit it to Him and ask for His help and guidance. I hope this brief reflection was itself a good moment for you to recognize God and his presence and activity in your life. Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, sometimes we are so often overwhelmed and caught up with just daily life. We yearn to encounter you so much more. We know you're always with us. You're ever present. And whenever and wherever we would acknowledge you, there you are. You want us to recognize you, your presence and activity, your constant workings in our lives, right in the midst of our daily routines. Help us to recognize 
when you are revealing your heart to us, when you're joining us in bread or fish, in our normal, commonplace reality every day. Tutor our hearts to be attentive to you, to pause even for brief moments and think on you, to notice your manifest presence in the midst of our tasks, our conversations, our commuting, paperwork, chores, all of that. That we would notice you, be attuned to you, direct our thoughts towards you. That we'd be preoccupied with your glimpses of your presence, with practicing your presence to repeatedly, even if monotonously, turn and turn and turn again throughout our day. That it shapes us, our emotions, desires, our will, habits, our words, our attitudes of our hearts with a single-mindedness that is quiet yet forceful inside of us. That we would delight and take joy in simple awareness of you. And all this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to The Daily. I hope you have a great day. God's grace and peace be with you. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.